again, praise team. Um, wow, you guys sang great today. In fact, that's the best I've heard you sing all year long. I can say that with honesty. So I hope we keep that up. Amen? And, uh, we're singing We're singing about the Lord, so how can we not sing like that? Amen? Well, I have a, the pleasure of introducing our speaker for today. Um, it's a pleasure in, in two ways. One, because it gave me a, a break. I, I get to hear somebody, so that's kind of nice, right? But it's a pleasure because he's one of our own. Uh, he's, he's from Heritage, and so many of you know, know uh, David Carroll, but I'd like to introduce his family uh, first. So is it okay if I have your, your whole family stand up? Uh, how about the extended family included? Could we have do that? Okay. You can introduce any others that you'd like. But if you're a Carroll or related to a Carroll, could you stand up for a moment? Thank you for coming. I just want to know we appreciate that, you, that you're all here. And it's with, uh, with pleasure that I get to, to introduce David Carroll. And thanks for coming and okay. sharing with us. Thank you very much. Well, I'm excited about bringing the best message of the year. Uh, and for it only to be top next week, of course. Um, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, I was just uh, sitting there singing and um, thinking, am, am I really loud here? I'm good? Okay. Um, just thinking about how it's going to be different speaking today because uh, normally I don't really know too many people. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, uh, so many of you I know. And so I'm really excited. We're going to start off with, with our video. Um, actually, Sarah, can you stand? Uh, she stood a second ago. Uh, this is my wife, Sarah. She's in the center. And Anna Claire. Lift Anna Claire up. There's Anna Claire. There's, um, she's, she's my wild child. Um, and then Evelyn went, went back to, um, yeah. Um, and so she's back there. You can see her later. We'll be here this week and next week. Um, and so we'd love to get a hug from you all. Um, is the video good to go? All right, let's, let's roll that. Welcome to the Outback of Brazil. We are David, Sarah, Evelyn, and Anna Claire Carroll, church planning missionaries in Northeast Brazil in the state of Pernambuco since February of 2014. We came in partnership with a church in the capital city, Koinonia Baptist Church, who had initiated the Setaki Project. The Setaki Project is that of providing resources for churches in the area as well as Bible study for the unchurched. The church has furnished a study area, complete with books, desks, furniture, and other resources to better serve the community. We arrived in the city of Arco Verde knowing absolutely no one, and have been building relationships, making disciples, and forming a core group for Koinonia Baptist Church of Arco Verde. In the beginning, we would go to the park, play soccer, basketball, and try to meet and spend time with as many people as possible. We also visited the churches in the area and have been building relationships with the pastors in town in order to work together for the gospel. By mid-2014, we started a Bible study on Wednesday nights going through the Story of Hope, a chronological study of the Bible. One couple, Sheikh would be a really grasp onto the gospel, and it has been neat seeing their spiritual growth. Their daughter, Alisi, and our Evelyn are best friends, and the whole family is very faithful to the study groups here. There have also been a couple other families in the group. Some stay, some come and go, but all learn more about the Bible. Our core group has continued to grow throughout our first year and a half here. In mid-2014, I also started practicing with an American football team. I arrived the first day, and the coach gave me the offense and told me to teach them. Since then, I have been on the team playing and coaching and inviting them to our studies. Many of them have been to at least one Bible study, and some of them have become faithful. The team has also allowed me to do devotionals before some practices. In July of 2015, we had a group from West Huntsville Baptist Church come down. Haas played football for Alabama and in the NFL, and Pastor Don played in high school. During the weekend, we had another team come, and Haas and Don taught a lot, as well as sharing character and God-oriented talks. 
After that week, the team showed a lot more interest in our group, including around 30 of them attending a testimony service with the Alabama group. Besides football, the group ran a VBS, an English conversation. After that week, our English group grew quite a bit, and our area of influence expanded. Pastor Roger Smith and his wife Marcy, and a Brazilian named Carlos, have also been a vital part of the project. They come here weekly to work with the study groups, as well as the pastors group. Pastor Roger heads up the pastors group, as well as being the lead pastor in our church plan. He has already planted a couple of churches in this state, and has brought a lot of experience to the church plan. Carlos has worked in this region for 21 years, and also brings a lot of experience to the team. Sarah has worked with ladies and children. She has done some play days with the kids, and everyone enjoys coming over, cooking, watching the kids play, and doing an emotional. She also runs the kids' programs during our Bible studies together with Marcy. The girls attract a lot of attention. Many people ask about them, ask for pictures of them, or start conversations about them. They have provided an open door for many of our relationships. This project is of the future building in our Uvangie. Church planting is quite different than the support ministry we were in before in the Amazon. We have had to concentrate on building relationships with unbelievers, and it has been very rewarding. It is neat to see a solid group during our studies, and we are looking forward to having a church location as well. We are starting construction on this property that was purchased for our church. We have funds to start the project and get it going, but are looking to raise much more. We have a great piece of land and a Brazilian missionary who will be overseeing the work. Right now is a great time to build with dollars as the exchange rate has really escalated. So we have a great opportunity to get a lot accomplished. Would you consider a gift to this cause? it again <laughs> all right well um, well as far as long as you guys have known us uh, the carols when we go to Brazil it's mainly been to the Amazon I guess the orchestra did go to Sao Paulo as well but uh, it's it's usually been in the Amazon and now uh, that's different now we're in um, we went from the jungle to a desert area uh, so a little bit different and I was I was a little nervous about uh, the scenery. You know, in the Amazon, I would ride down the river, go into the the Indian village, and see a bunch of dolphins jumping. I mean, it just uh, beautiful God experiences. And now I'm going to the brown desert, and I'm like, man, there's none. There's no good scenery there. But it's actually actually decent. Uh, but the, the work has been um, slightly different as well, because in the Amazon, there was a church established there for 50 years, um, and now we're going to, to church planning. And so you wonder, you know, how much of a shift that there's going to be uh, with the work. And there has been a difference. Um, I, you know, we, we were able to walk into the Amazon and say, hey, kids, we're going to have a soccer tournament. And you'd have like a million kids in a town of 22,000 uh, show up uh, for the soccer tournaments. And, you know, you, you don't have to do too much announcing or anything. I went to uh, do soccer tournaments in uh, the, the Sertão and... Uh, I like had to beg people to come, and we ended up having three teams. One of which was Juntos e Misturados, which means together and mixed up, which basically means whoever didn't have a team kind of threw one together. So no, no one showed up. <laughs> it's like what in the world? And you go like I love soccer, you know, and uh, I thought Brazil. I've told you guys that I went to Brazil because. I was short, and I fit in better there. Uh, I didn't have to deal with this cold weather, um, and they had soccer down there. Um, and so 
those are kind of kind of jokes that God called us there. But uh, but uh, in in Northeast, it's different. Weightlifting is more popular than soccer there. And it's like what? What? This is Brazil. What's the problem? And of course, now we're playing football, like a, like the the oval kind. Um, and it's like, what in the world is is up with uh, with this place? And you know, we have plans that we think we're going to do. Um, I'm, I don't remember if I talked to you guys too much about um, our plans for the outback. We we're going to uh, go go to the parks, show the girls off, and people would talk to us because of the girls. Um, and that worked. That has worked. Going to play soccer, and I do play soccer there. And we have had some people come uh, from from soccer, um, but it's just daily life getting out there, um, and then football has, has been huge. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy how, how big it's been. There's, there's like almost 50 guys, on, well, there's more than 50 guys on the team. Um, our first game, there were 1,200 people there, um, and, you know, I really didn't have to do a whole lot to get on the team. I just showed up and he says, all right, you're offensive coordinator, essentially. Um, now I'm going to be the head coach when I go back. Um, and so we're going to be able to use this uh, in our town greatly, but not just our town. Like, we're, we're going to do a camp at, at my colleague's camp in, in Hisifi, Camp Paradise, um, for Alessandro Quantos Chimis right there. Seis at des in Hisif, six to ten teams um, uh, from the area will go to that camp and we'll be able to present the gospel there. And that's all of northeast northeast Brazil. And it's like for football, what in the world? I stopped playing football because I was too small when I was eleven. <laughs> um, and and now we're now we're using it. And so uh, it's really neat. So if you do um, want to use football and come down and visit us and go to that camp. It's going to be May 31st to June 6th, and uh, you just need to be white football player. I mean, not white, but like a gringo. <laughs> that came out wrong. Sorry, a gringo <laughs> uh, from the states, and you know more than than they do down there. So you can go and you can act like you know a lot. Like Alison, Alison's here. Alison, raise your hand. Alison's uh, Brazilian buddy. Uh, he's, he's on vacation up here to see the snow, and I don't know if he likes it. Uh, um, but he's on the football team as well, and in the church. Um, but uh, what was I talking about? The snow. The, the snow? No, before that. The camp. Yeah, I lost myself there. Um, so, totally, totally lost track. All right, moving on. <laughs> Anna Claire kept me up last night, so my mind's not 100%. All right, um, so, I totally, all right. So, when we were in the Amazon, a little bit different, right? Uh, Support work, church support work, training, training people, uh, essentially, and then we go to church planning. Uh, but I realize it's it's we're still doing the same work. We're still uh, our our main task is making disciples. Um, it's it's sometimes it's it's different uh, aspects of that, but we're making making disciples, um, and that's not just just our task there. It's it's the church's task. It's your task today is, is making disciples. Um, really, our work and your work is not much different. Uh, we're in Brazil. You all are here in, in Grand Rapids, in Kentwood, um, making disciples. And it's, it's, we have the same job, essentially. Uh, and so that's what I want to talk about uh, this morning um, we're going to go to Matthew 28 first, then we're going to go to 2 Timothy 2. Um, but when I think of disciple-making, uh, the key word I think of is influence. Um, we're influencing people. Uh, ABWE has come out with a good soil program. Dave, have you, ta- have you done much with good soil? Okay. 
Um, so a good soil has a, a good soil E&D scale, evangelism and discipleship scale. Have you explained this? Have they seen it? No. Okay. Um, uh, basically, actually, I have this scale. Is there any way you can pull up that other file on the jump drive? Is that really a lot of work possible to do? There was three files, and there was one other one. If it's a lot of work, don't worry about it. Um, but I, I see disciple-making as influence. We're influencing people. Some people uh, see, they, they don't even think about God. Uh, they may be able, that was quick. All right, yeah, there we go. Normally, the sound guy only gets looked at when it's wrong. So you all look up there, give them a round of applause. All right. Um, so here we have the scale. Um, does this have a laser? No. Okay. Unless I have bad aim. That's not a laser, is it? No. Okay. Imagine it's a laser. All right. Can, can you just pull it up from the bottom? We'll start at the bottom. Um, so on the bottom, it says born with a God vacuum. Basically, when you're born, you don't know anything about God. Uh, when Anna Claire was born, she knew nothing about God. Does she now? Yeah, she does, but she didn't. Uh, and so basically, everyone starts that way. They're, they're born with a vacuum. God, a God uh, vacuum. Um, nothing there. And they have to learn about God. And some people are still there. Uh, there's plenty of people around the world, unreached people groups, that have never heard. Um, there's people in Brazil that do not believe that there's a God. Our, our head coach for a while just is anti-God um, on, on the football team down there. Just, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, and but, and then, then you start getting into um, like a spiritual void... Uh, there's something there, then maybe monotheism, um, and then you learn about Jesus, and you gradually grow um, in this scale. Uh, right in the middle, it says repents and trust Jesus. Right before that, you, you, you see that there's a decision. Oh, man, I need to decide about this. Do I follow Jesus or, or no? And then you make that decision. And then the top part of the scale uh, goes from, from one to, I guess, it's infinite, on, on your spiritual de development. So um, there's things like uh, reading your Bible, prayer, um, sharing your faith, uh, baptism, Christian service, um, and then basically growing um, in your faith. And so when I think of disciple-making, um, did you guys get the, grasp the idea of this scale? Okay, you can go back to the PowerPoint. Thank you very much. Um, when I think of disciple-making... Um, I think uh, basically it's, it's influence. It's pushing people up the scale. Now, they may be right here um, or – I think I'm doing that. Okay. Um, it, they may be right here or they may be right up there. But when we're disciple-making, we're pushing people this way towards God or right here. We're, we're influencing them here. Um, does that make sense? Um, so I, I think lots of times you think of disciple making and you think right here in the middle, get them saved. And, and that's the idea. Um, and that's great, obviously. I'm not uh, discounting that. But there's a whole process in there. Um, and we can't get discouraged if, if we're, we have someone right here uh, kind of pushing them along. Um, and they are moving, but they're not saved yet. We can, we can be encouraged that, that we're uh, investing in their life that way. Um, and uh, I hope that we can see that. All right. We have, obviously, all have this task of making disciples. Uh, Matthew 28. Uh, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen? Or I wasn't reading. I was saying amen as well. Um, so it's our, our task to make, make disciples. It's, it's each and every one here's task to make disciples. Um, and that's going to be the, the main challenge this morning. Uh, let's go to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 now. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 
uh, verses 1 and 2. And these were our ministry verses when we started out. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about these verses before here. Um, and so we're going to talk about it again. I'm a Baptist. I don't change. Um, so we're just going to keep on this theme. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 1 and 2. Um, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. All right, let's, let's pray uh, before I go on. Dear Lord, thanks so much for this day, and thank you for Heritage Baptist Church and for um, all that uh, they're doing here in the community. And uh, thank you for the missions mind that's been here for years and years and that continues. And uh, I praise you for that uh, because it's, it's giving praise. Lord, we uh, sang this morning about bringing you honor and glory and praise. And uh, may we continue to do that here. And may we do that with this message in Jesus' name. Amen. So the, the first uh, verse here says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now he's going to uh, encourage, Paul is going to encourage Timothy uh, to pass on what he's learned. But first of all, he starts by saying uh, to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, so the first point I have here is before we make one, we must be one. Before we make disciples, we must be a disciple. Uh, and we must work on our, our spiritual life. Um, it's, we shouldn't just stay here stagnant. Uh, like uh, uh, Brother Tim said this morning, uh, he, he talked about um, his, his New Year's thing this year is being in the Bible daily, uh, growing daily. Uh, we must do that. Just because you're a pastor or a missionary doesn't mean uh, you've arrived and you just start passing on uh, everything. You must continue uh, to grow. And each of us must, must continue to grow, uh, to grow in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, um, as Peter talks about. Uh, we must live the gospel uh, in our lives. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times we, we like to talk about the gospel, but... Uh, and that's great, again. But we, first of all, we must live the gospel. Uh, what is the gospel? Can anyone here define the gospel, have, have a good definition of the gospel? What's the, uh, the word of life answer? What's the gospel? <laughs> I shouldn't say a word. <laughs> what have you guys learned? What's the gospel definition? Where's my quizzers? Are there any quizzers? Do they have quizzing still? They don't? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. What's the gospel? Good news. Okay. Good news. Um, great. So, like, it's going to snow on Christmas. That's the gospel? All right. Um, let's, let's go beyond. I'm not. <laughs> you're right. Good news. Beyond that, good news of what? Of God. Great. So God, it starts out exactly uh, with the good soil that we have eight, eight words. Uh, God, man, sin, death, Christ, cross, faith, life. Got it? All right. You guys say it. Just kidding. All right. God. So we start out with what, what the Bible says about God, um, who he is, his character. Um, then man. What does the Bible say about man? Uh, Kevin was talking the other day. <laughs> Sorry. Were you sleeping? Um, so, uh, he was talking about the other day we were talking about um, the carols always just we don't talk about like um, surface issues we go into like deep deep thinking like Jeff right there it's like how you do how's your you know deep issues well he's like we were talking about uh, problems in the world you know we like to conquer the world in the carol family all of us um, and he said, uh, basically, it, it comes down to anthropology, which is our belief or, or the um, theology of man um, and uh, how people look at man. So basically, uh, man um, is made in the image of God, um, and we fell, which is the next word, sin, um, and it really affects so much. Um, 
And so we have God, man, sin, death. So because of sin, we deserve death or eternal separation from God. Uh, but Christ came um, and died on the cross. And those who believe in him, put their trust in him, um, have, have faith in eternal life. And so that's, the, that's how uh, the, the good soil stuff uh, explains the gospel. And I think it's great. And I think uh, it, it applies so much if we go back to the Bible's thinking on God and, and man and how sinful we are. Uh, it affects how, how we love other people uh, because we see ourselves in this category of sinners in need of a savior. Uh, and lots of times in church, we, we think, no, we are way over here. We're doing so good, and I can't be- believe people are over there. You know? It's easy to get that attitude um, in the church. And, but if we think about the gospel, if we live the gospel, the gospel says, no, we are all over here. We deserve death because of our sin. Uh, that's just who we are. And... We're all like that. It helps us with, with how we look at other people, how we judge other people. You know, I would never do that. No, you would. You're a sinner. Without God's grace, uh, there go, what's that? Uh, without the grace of God, there go I, or something. Paraphrased. Um, we're, all, we're all there, and, and it affects so much. Um, I think of uh, Romans chapter 2 um, talks about, well, it's, it's right after Romans chapter 1, uh, which talks about all the, you're welcome, uh, which, which talks about, you know, how, how low humanity has, sinks, basically, and talks about the wrath of God. And, um, and then Romans 2 is directed at, uh, believers and basically it's like, um, yeah, and and you think you're so good, <laughs> uh, but you're just like them. If you if you're judging them, you're just like them. Um, and what right do you have uh, to judge those people? Do you th- if you're judging them, you're despising. Uh, let's go to that passage, Romans two, or I'll go and read whatever you want. Uh, Romans 2 it's just a, just a neat passage therefore you are inexcusable O man whoever you are who judge for in whatever you judge another you condemn yourself for you who judge practice the same things but we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things and do you think this O man you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same that you will escape the judgment of God or, you do, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? He basically says, hey, if, if you're, you're judging people, if, if you're not thinking about the gospel, what the gospel has done in your life, you're despising the goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering of God. Because it was that same goodness of God that led you to repentance. Uh, I just think that's a, a, a practical verse, and I'm sure there's so many other passages, or I know there's so many other passages that just practically uh, play out gospel thinking. Um, and when we uh, are living our Christian lives, we need to uh, think about that and, and live the gospel. Um, if we remember the gospel in da- daily interaction, it, it transforms us. And that's what I was thinking about this morning uh, while we were singing and thinking about all the people that are here, uh, how, how the gospel has transformed us. Uh, you know, normally we go into churches and, you know, it's people we've seen one or two times. But I know a lot of, I've known a lot of you guys for uh, up to 32 years, um, 30 consciously probably, um, and seeing how, how, the gospel has, has transformed lives. Um, a bunch of you right there have sat there for a long time. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really was just kidding. Um, 
And, and it's been awesome to see. I remember when Tim was at, at Word of Life before he married Tracy. Um, that's all I'm going to say. And just how, you know, now he's a pastor. And, and that's awesome. And Brother Dennis has been up here leading music for, uh, where is he, 20 some years? Not that much. 24? 18? It's about 20. Um, and, and then just so many more of you. Uh, my cousin Alyssa just got back from South Africa uh, in missions. Um, I have two pastor uncles here. That's intimidating. Um, and just, just, seeing, uh, just seeing faithfulness. Grandpa's here, uh, and he's been, been, you know, around a long time. And we've... <laughs> And I've learned so much, so much from him. Our, uh, our daily Bible reading, uh, Tim, it's basically instilled, I know it's because of him, passing it down to dad and just seeing that and mom, um, seeing that and it just, it just, it just sticks. But it's, it's so awesome to see, um, uh, see how, how the gospel has continued to transform us, um, I, had, I went to a conference when I first, in, in October that had some quotes that really uh, got to me. This isn't, this I kind of, it's not a quote from the conference. It's just some ideas. We struggle as sinners. Uh, we don't need to hide that fact from the world around us. Um, then a full understanding of the gospel should lead us to more love for fellow man. That's kind of what I was explaining right now. Uh, we, we're sinners. We struggle. Um, and that should just help us uh, with our, our compassion for others. Then um, this, this quote has been, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while since that conference. I knew it was a good quote when I heard it. And then as, as you think about it more, I think it can transform your thinking. Do we measure our discipleship by how much we love Jesus or how much Jesus loves us? So that's really the idea of, of being uh, uh, rather, rather than doing, concentrating on being a disciple. And when we, lots of times in, in church, we tend to think of, um, oh yeah, I'm on this side. So we're in church and we're going to do all these things to show that we're a disciple of Jesus. Is, is that about right? Oh, you know, I do this and this and this. Um, but is that what being a disciple really is? This, this says... Being a disciple has more to do with what Jesus did for us. Wow. I don't, I don't have to do anything? No, you don't have to do anything. Jesus did it. Um, and it, it, it's just about being. So grab that in your memory if you want. You don't have to. Um, maybe write it down. I know my dad's writing it down. Uh, and um, just, just think about... How, about what Jesus has done. So we have being. Um, I'm going to do something a little different. Take a minute or two. Um, and like Brother Tim talked about um, reading the Bible all year. Think about um, this aspect of being a disciple. And what's something you need to do this year. Think about it and share it with someone uh, beside you. Is that too hard to do in the middle of a sermon? Do you do this? Stop. I mean, do, yeah, sometimes. I know you're saying it's okay to do, but do you do it? <laughs> Does he do this? Stop in the middle of a sermon? Maybe he will later. Maybe he'll think it's good. <laughs> All right, so stop and think a second about being a disciple and, and what can change this year. Uh, maybe not necessarily what you need to do, but maybe it is something doing. Um, but about being a disciple of Christ and something you can do this year. Go. Don't look at me. Think and look at your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor.
This really made you guys nervous. All right, I'll keep going. Guys look at me like, what are you doing? We're Baptists, we don't change. All right. Um, so being, being, talking about 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. First, talk about being a disciple. Secondly, um, in, uh, invest in another's life. Um, so we're talking about making disciples here. Invest in others' lives. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Um, so we need to pass on what we learn. We don't just bottle, bottle it up uh, within ourselves um, and, and grow. That is great, growing, but we need to pass it on to others. Uh, parents naturally pass a lot on to their children, and we naturally pass, a lot, pass, pass on, pass along, uh, stuff to those around us. We influence those around us. Teenagers, you guys have great influence on other people. Uh, you don't realize the powers you hold, okay? Watch more Batman or something. You guys have powers, all right? Um, you can influence those around you. We all influence those around you. Whether you're talking a, a lot uh, or mainly it's just, it's just your life. You're influencing those around you. Now, hopefully it's for the good, uh, but you are influencing those around you. Um, and we need to be uh, intentional about how we influence. Um, discipleship is intentionally entering in someone's life with the purpose of leading them to Jesus and coming alongside them to be like Jesus. Now, we can talk to people and, uh, all day, but when it comes to discipleship, um, and influencing those, we need to have purpose in it, intentionality. And uh, we need to, I've had to consciously make decisions lately. Okay, I'm going to talk about their spiritual life. I'm going to enter that, that realm um, of their life, talk to them about it. Um, and not just, you know, talk about whatever is most comfortable. Um, so discipleship takes intentionality. Um, Um, when we when we first went to the outback, when we were in the Amazon, it, it was easy finding places to minister. When we went to the outback, it was uh, a lot different because we didn't know anyone. We went in knowing zero people in town, zero, zero, nothing, nada, um, and we had to we had to meet people, and so it was like. Uh, we would go to the park, and I would be walking around and be like, and literally be be praying, okay, God, is that the next person you want to me to talk to uh, that's going to get saved, that their life is going to be transformed? I mean, it was really uh, something I had never been through in, in my life before because uh, I really we needed to rely on God for people to come, um, for people. For us to be able to talk to, to know who to talk to, um, and to have the right conversations, and um, it was a, it was a really different mentality for me. Um, and uh, since then, that mentality has faded some, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't fade for us. We should be walking in the spirit uh, in our lives, looking uh, for places to to influence others, to to make disciples. Um, and each and every one of us can, can do that daily. Uh, we just have to be conscious about it. It's so easy just to, to live, live your life, right? You, um, uh, you go to work and you do the same thing. You go to school, do the same thing every day, and, and you don't really uh, think out of, out of the norm. But, but we need to do that. People around us uh, need Jesus. People around us are, are hurting, uh, and, and probably more people than you think around us are interested in, in talking about their spiritual life. And we need to be aware of that. Uh, and we've all heard of stories or had stories of times where, uh, you know, God has prompted you to do something you thought was really weird. But it was because God knew something you didn't. <laughs> and you just needed to, to be aware and, and reach out. And uh, we all need to be conscious uh, about that. Um, a, a quote from that 
um, conference said we should focus on the depth of our disciples and let God focus on the breadth of our ministries. Um, that's just one uh, a lot, a lot for like pastors, those in ministry, um, just focus on, on people development. Um, in, in the Outback, we went to the park uh, pretty much daily. It was right down the hill. And um, after, it, it wasn't too long, um, Sarah talked to uh, this couple. They had a daughter about um, our daughter Evelyn's age, five or six or four or five at that time. And uh, she was riding her bike. And so Sarah got to, to, to talking to them. Um, eventually, uh, they got into uh, the Bible studies. We went through the story of hope. And um, before we even made it to the end, uh, they were saved and uh, growing. And it's just been awesome to see uh, God, God work in that. Awesome to see them come from um, over here. Uh, you know, they're Catholic uh, not not satisfied with the Catholic Church, but they're Catholic, and um, they just uh, started to see. Eye, eyes were open. Um, I remember the the week before she got saved in our um, Bible study, just her eyes, uh, Bia's eyes opening, like think, realizing, oh, there's a decision to to be made here, and then getting saved, and uh, it's just awesome to see their growth. Um, uh, how Sarah talks to be all the time, their best friends down there. It's been a great blessing uh, for Sarah to have a best friend down there that um, she can always hang out with. Uh, the daughters are, our daughters are best friends. Um, awesome to see uh, discipleship happening. Uh, but we, we have to be intentional with it. We had to be, we hung out a lot, but we had to say, okay, this time we're going to uh, go through the, the way to joy discipleship. Uh, we, we have to show intentionality as well. And um, we all need to do that. Gabrielle was another one um, that, that God sent along, that able to see uh, him get saved, go through Story of Hope. Um, and now um, he got saved a few weeks um, uh, before we left. And just awesome to see um, God, God working there and um, see who God's going to use, use next. Um, so we need to, before we make one, we must be one, invest in another's life um, and then teach them to teach others. Um, so it, it, we, we disciple others, invest in their lives, but not just, don't just say teach them. We got to teach them to teach others, teach them to make disciples. Um, and, and Paul uh, said that to Timothy here. Um, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So commit them and then tell them to teach others. Uh, tell them to, to keep growing. Um, and Alison's here with us. Uh, we, I met Alison on the football team, uh, found out he was a Christian. And, uh, and he's just been great to have um, in town. Uh, we're involved in, you know, the church together and uh, the football team together, so we, uh, he's probably sick of me. Uh, not too sick to come up here, though, which is nice to see. Um, but it, it's neat to see how God is using him. And, you know, he, he was saved and, um, but not doing a whole lot in in Arco Vergi. And so we've um, had him be involved in the church, and it's been awesome to see. He, he gets the other football. It's not just me uh, inviting the football team to studies. Uh, he, he's the main one. Okay, he does all the work on that. Um, but uh, he'll get them. He'll, he'll take them. He'll go around and pick them up. He'll, he'll write them. Come on, let's go. Um, and now uh, it's not just that. Uh, before I left, I was like, all right, because um, we had the Bible study going with the football guys. Uh, they're not saved. There's like, there were eight to ten that were pretty regular um, going to the studies, but none of them are saved. And they, but they were into it. It's like, man, and now I'm going to be gone for four months. And so I was like, Allison, why don't you do the, the story of hope with them? Um, 
while while I'm gone. And so uh, he's like, okay, you know. And Brazilians, it's, Brazilians don't like to say no to things. So he takes it, you know. Um, and then later he told me, um, well, I got that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to talk to him about keep, keep on going on. And he said, I just prayed and I prayed. And, you know, because this was a challenge for him to, to teach others. Um, and he said, one by one, they started coming up to me. Man, David's going to be gone. What are we going to do? We're going to miss our time on Sunday night. And he was like, well, David left a book. We could go through that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And so now those eight to ten unsaved guys are writing him, uh, maybe even today because it's Sunday, saying, get back here. We need to finish this book. <laughs> and they're like, one, Luis, uh, he's basically atheist, you know, nothing about God. And he's the main one being like, get back here. We need to learn about the end of the book, what happens in the book. And um, it's, it's just neat to, neat to see that, you know, happening. Um, and it's neat to have Alison that, that God has sent us uh, to, to go through that. Um, and he's been super excited uh, about what's going on. And, of course, we've been super excited. And it's just neat to, to see this process uh, happening. Uh, but we need, we need to uh, keep on passing what we've learned, passing it on to others so that they can pass it on to, to others. Um, so let's, oh, I think I have a quote here. All right. Knowledge without application is useless information. All right. So what you have learned today, hopefully you've learned something. I don't know. Um, hopefully you haven't learned that I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't think I am. All right. Um, take what you've learned. All right? And talk to your neighbor about it. A couple minutes. Um, then I'm going to pray. And then Brother uh, Dave's going to come up and uh, close the service. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. I want to hear you guys talking. Don't just look at me. So talk about being, maybe, if you missed that. Or how you can pass on what you've learned to others and how you can be intentional about it. All right, let's, let's pray, and then, uh, yeah. Dillard, thank you so much for this day, and thank you for the opportunity to be here, and uh, thank you for uh, the godly people that are in this room. Uh, that, uh, you know, they've been, I know what some have been through, and how they've been faithful, and you've been faithful to them, and I praise you for that, and I praise you for the investment that, many of them have made in my life and um, the lives of others. I thank you for the pastors and their faithfulness to you. Thank you for uh, sending Brother Dave here and the blessing that he is to the church. I just ask that um, Heritage would continue to grow in, in, in depth, God, uh, that continue to send out leaders uh, to um, to Michigan and to Michigan and to the U.S. and our, around the world and continue to fulfill the Great Commission. I uh, thank you for the vision the church has and I ask that you would continue to bless it and um, continue to give you honor and glory and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. Following Christ isn't just a one-time decision, is it? Right. Following Christ is, to become a disciple of Christ, is a one-time thing. You don't have to get saved every day, right? 
Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that changes your eternal destiny, but it starts you down a road of discipleship, and that's a daily decision, isn't it? And so I want you to think through what you, what you just heard. And, and really, there are three potential decisions that I could see coming out of this, and I want to give you an opportunity to respond in just a moment. But one, it might be the decision to become a disciple. Maybe, maybe you've accepted Jesus Christ, and maybe not, but, but whatever. If you've come to the point where you say, you know what, I want to follow Jesus Christ, then I want to give you an opportunity to respond today. And if you want to become a disciple of Christ, you can come forward and, and I could, uh, could uh, introduce you to, to someone that could show you from God's word how you can be a disciple of Christ. And, uh, and so that's one, one possible decision. Another decision that, that I think comes out of this message is to become a discipler. Maybe you have been a disciple of Christ for a long time and you, and you have been following Christ for, for some time. And it's time for you to say, I need to start bringing other people along. And if that's what you're willing to do, I want to give you a chance to respond. You can come forward and just make that commitment to the Lord. Lord, if you put someone in my life, I will disciple them to become more like Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, maybe you've been a discipler and it's time to become a disciple maker. Someone who teaches others how to teach others. And I'll give you a chance to come forward as well. Just This is my commitment to the Lord. I will become a disciple maker. And if you want to do that, come talk to me as well after the service. And, and, and I'll help put the resources in your hands so that you know how to become a disciple maker. Does that make sense? And so wherever it is in the process, whether, whether you've come today and you don't even know what salvation is all about and you've heard for, about the good news for the first time and you're at those beginning stages and you want to become a disciple of Christ, then today is an opportunity. If you're already a disciple, maybe it's time to become a discipler. Say, Lord, put someone in my path and I'll disciple them. Or maybe a disciple maker. Someone who's teaching others how to teach others. Whatever it is, it's steps of becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's what discipleship is all about. So.